Welcome to the Between the Years podcast. In this episode, we sit down with Carlene Matthews. Carlene is, she's been in the CrossFit scene for quite some time, since 2010. Um, and it's pretty cool. Carlene was actually one of our first adopters, one of the first people to sign up for the dose earlier this year. Um, but Carlene is a mother. She's an affiliate owner. She's a games athlete. And she's a person who generally like wants in on all things mindset. Uh, she shares her beginnings of CrossFit, how she came to this movement after becoming sober in 2010 and discusses not only her journey of recovery, but journey of excelling as a CrossFit Games athlete. Um, it's funny, we kind of, we first met actually in 2018 at the CrossFit Games, kind of behind the scenes. She was on the demo team and Kay and I were obviously working, um, doing what we were doing there. So it's pretty cool to connect all these years later. We dig into the delicate line between being committed to the training process, specifically as a competitor, and how that can easily slide into becoming obsessive behavior. Um, but she uses mindset really to get to know her who, which is, I think, why she gets a lot of value and contributes a lot of value to the Between the Years DOS program. We also talk about Carlene's upcoming event. She's no stranger to doing hard things. And on June 9th, she's going to be participating in the Big Fish Foundation's fundraising event, which is a 30-hour event to support veterans. And it's pretty cool. She's doing it actually alongside some of our other Between the Years friends, specifically Vince Ruiz and Miranda and Julian at Street Parking. This is a good episode. It's an awesome episode, and um, we hope you enjoy. So, here's the show. Hi. <laughs> there we go. Carlene, Carlene Matthews, welcome. Welcome to the BTE podcast. Thank you for having me. I see a pretty awesome climbing wall. Yeah. Behind you. Mm-hmm. That's in your gym? Is that like a part of the gym or is it like a different business or what's going on there? Yeah. Well, when we took over, um, it it was there. And we don't have like we don't do any climbing because um, we took like we to make more space we took the uh, um, like matting out so uh, it's wow. more of just for looks now but it yeah a lot of people are like oh my gosh it looks really cool uh, the gym originally was like a fitness or the space was originally a fitness center and a climbing gym uh, mm-hmm. and then it turned into just like more fitness center. Um, less climbing and then now it's just CrossFit. So cool. Well, you can like work on your grip bouldering, just hanging on <laughs> to those holds. I literally like only, I've only climbed it once. Um, and I, it's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's I think I'm for... uh, a little bit scared of heights. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. nope, I'm good. Good. Yeah. Got well, it's kind of funny for it. perspective. There's a pegboard behind you and it's, the pegboard is like half the height of the wall. <laughs> and I climb yeah. right up that. No problem. Yeah. 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 So Carlene, you own, tell us a little bit your gym, like where are you at? What do you, how long have you had the affiliate? All that good stuff. Um, yeah, I own CrossFit St. Helens. We're in St. Helens, Oregon. Um, so uh, it's a small town, like not very many people know it. So it's just a little bit outside of Portland. Um, and I've owned the affiliate now for nine years. So we'll have our 10 year next year. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit. Yeah. How long have you been in, uh, CrossFit? Cause you, you were at the games. I think the first time we met was, or at least the first time I met you, I don't, you probably don't remember me. Um, (laughs) demo team. Mm Mm-hmm. You're a demo, uh, so that would have been what, 18? 2019. 
No, 2018. 2018 demo team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 2018 demo team. Um, so a very accomplished athlete. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I went to, um, I started CrossFit in um, like December of 2010. Um, and then, uh, so I missed the, you know, I just kind of watched the Open that year. Um, and then in 2012, I went to regionals for the first time. Um, and then 2015 was my first year at the Games. So 2015, 2016. 2017, I made it back to the games, but had an injury um, and had to pull out on the first day. Mm. Um, so then 2018, uh, missed the games by one spot. Um, mm. And so I went demo team. Um, 2019, I thought I was done. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I aged up to masters and uh, did the, you know, open and qualifiers just for fun. Um, right, right. And we just made it to the games. Um, yeah, so as a master's um, in 2019, um, ended up placing like my best placement, um, my probably like greatest uh, uh, athletic accomplishment. Um, so I took second that year. And then um, wow. 2020, pregnant, 2021 postpartum 2022 mm -hmm. masters again, um, mm -hmm. 35 to 39. And then, um, and this year I'm officially taking the year off. Okay. Okay. Um, wow. So much to dive into there. Uh, what I'm, I'm always curious. Cause I mean, you can go back and watch videos and look at what you did on workouts and stuff, but I'm curious you know, so 2010, December 2010, what got you into CrossFit? What was your life like before? What kind of led you to? Yeah, I, um, I was doing, I, like, I have a history of, um, drug and alcohol addiction. Um, so in, when I got into CrossFit, I was like two or three months sober. So I was oh, wow. two months sober. Um, I got wow. sober in October, end of October, 2010. Wow. Um, so I was looking for something different. I was doing a lot of like, um, you know, I, I grew up being an athlete. Um, I played softball and soccer. I played softball in college. Um, and so I, I, I'm an athlete. Um, so I would do like 24 hour fitness, um, boot camps. Like they would have like a boot camp on the weekend. And I was really into that. Um, I also have a history of eating disorder. And so um, I had went into a treatment for that. And when I left the treatment for that, I was, I wanted to find that like athletic um, side of me again. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, like I was seeking when I, uh, I needed a personal trainer. I needed somebody to teach me how to do it the right way um, mm -hmm. and not the way I knew how. Um, or that I was doing it. And so I, I found somebody who was, I was like, I like this guy because he's athletic. Like he does like really athletic things. Um, and so I started there and then I happened to fall into CrossFit. Like I was, I was young and I was doing some online dating and there was a guy that was like, my perfect date would be, um, doing a CrossFit workout. And I was like, Oh, cool. CrossFit. Like, yeah, I can ride the elliptical. Like, sure, let's do that. And uh, <laughs> and so he ended up – he, like, showed me this. One of his friends was um, – started doing some CrossFit coaching, and um, I went, and I, like, never stopped. Um, so, so you I, were like, thinking it was an elliptical workout, or what <laughs> happened there? That, yes. Oh, my gosh. Surprise. I had no idea what it was. And when I started it, it was like um, I was in like small group training. So it was just this one coach who was just starting. And so he was just doing like three or four people at a time. And um, he was like, okay, well, you know, we'll start like three days a week. And then we did like three days a week a couple of times. And then he was like, you know, you can come as many times as, the, as you want. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. hundred bucks every day of the week done. Um, mm -hmm. and, 
And so I just continued to do that. And what I was doing was I was um, in these small groups with him, but I was seeing the actual class, the actual CrossFit class in the actual community. Um, mm. And so I was just kind of, I just got to watch. I just got to watch mm. it, like what they were doing. And um, we were kind of doing our own thing over here. Um, but I eventually got to where I was like, okay, I think I were like, this is cool. I like, want to take these classes. Um, but I did small group training for a long time, like a long time. And I, it probably is what really helped me. Cause I got like a lot of one-on-one instruction of like the basics. Like yeah. I always tell people like we jump rope, we did a beaded jump rope every single day for like a minute. And then we increased it like two minutes, three minutes, four minutes. And then it got to where like, you have to do 150 beaded double unders, you know, like I'm like, that's, that's the stuff that yeah. taught me the basics. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, do you mind me asking how do you, in looking back at some of the challenges and struggles that you've had with, substances with you know eating disorders and being a high level athlete do you see any connection between between the two of those um i absolutely um and especially like in recovery um there's a, like huge connections of like the crossfit world and um recovery so like mm-hmm. being like finding a community um But, you know, like I usually tell people that like I'm an addict, I'm an addict like through and through. So I like anything that you put in front of me that is potentially like addictive, like I'm going to latch on to that. So like CrossFit, you know, has had I've had to like really work on trying to find the balance of Mm -hmm. what is what is a an elite athlete need to do and what does a competitor need to do and mm-hmm. what is obsessing mm-hmm. um and so yeah. um it's just a very fine line for me um and when i thought like i said like i wanted to step back um that was really hard for me too it made me realize and maybe open up to like how much is like uh obsession for me or like how much like this is kind of gone to the other side for me because it was hard for me to step away. Um, I also think that there's a piece um, like, especially for me as a competitor, um, me as when I, so I got out of college and um, didn't really like that's when like drinking became drinking and um, my eating disorder got really big um, in my life oh, and like really? got out of After control. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and it was because I didn't really like I didn't know who I was. I didn't have right. an identity for myself outside of being the college athlete. Um, and so, kind of goes same thing. I kind of jumped into CrossFit, and I then created a name for myself and created an identity for myself around being an elite athlete. Um, and so trying to like step away from that, I was like, Whoa, like, but I don't know who I am outside of being an elite athlete. Like I had to go back and like, remember who I was because like it all just, and it all kind of goes together. So like me not knowing who I was, was, and like having no real identity, um, was what, got me into eating disorder and, or like, um, pushed me over on that and like drugs and alcohol. And so there was like a big fear for me, like stepping away from CrossFit or yeah, like, of course. Of like, like, I don't want to go back there, yeah. you know? And so right. I kind of had to do it all over again. It was like getting sober all wow. over again. Wow. Wow. So how has that been? So this past year, stepping away, like taking the year off, not just being like, yeah, I'll dabble fun. Oh, look at me. I, you know, I'm going to the games. Um, knowing that there's a mm, triggering, activating experience and history with 
because you are well known in the space. You are a you know a games athlete in a time of social media and presence and all of that. How have you navigated through this? Not like minefield, but I'm sure very kind of like eesh, there's some patches of thin ice. Perhaps how how have you been navigating through this? Um, it's an ongoing process. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, like really just like trying to explore different things, um, for myself. So outside of, um, you know, just the com- competitive CrossFit world, I do have like the goal of potentially going back. Mm-hmm. That's like what, what I think of like maybe my plan right now. Mm. Also accepting that I may change my mind, um, Mm. and being okay with that. Uh, so, you know, like spending some time, just like my focus right now is like getting my body healthy and, um, looking at CrossFit and my fitness as like all the other things that I can do as opposed to just competing. And like, um, you know, a perfect example is like, there's like competing wise, like if I don't get in a certain session or like if I don't do all the things that I'm supposed to do, there's a lot of anxiety around like everyone else is getting better. Mm-hmm. And now I get to like, just like be okay with it. Like, cool. Mm-hmm. If I don't get it in, like I don't get it in and then I'm going to, I'm going to do like something else and I'm just going to move on for the day. And that's mm-hmm. been very freeing for me. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, a, definitely a different like mindset that you have to have. And, um, with that, there's still like some fear of, will it come back? Like, will that mindset of, um, being able to like, you got to get all this stuff in, in order to like, like if I want to go back, right. Like if I want to go back to the disciplined disciplined mindset, like, am I going to lose it? So there's like, it's like a, a give and take of like, I want to give up some of it. Um, but I don't want to give up too much. Um, because I do have a fear that like, it doesn't come back. Um, I don't know. Yeah. When you're, when you're training and competing, how often are you doing competitions? Um, not often like, um, to, maybe three times a year. Okay. Lately, and it's just like, basically like since I've been masters, um, it's only been like open quarters, semis games. Um, right. I okay. am actually in a couple of weeks doing a local partner um, competition in hopes to just like, you know, like it just get to go like throw down and have fun and yeah. be with a partner and, um, be local too. Like, I think that's cool. So yeah, yeah, that is cool. Um, so how do you know when you're obsessing and when, or when you're training smart? Like, mm-hmm. you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Um, I think for me, like it becomes like kind of that, like, um, my entire like world it re- begins to revolve around, um, you know, getting in all of the training that I feel like needs to be done. Um, I don't allow myself to go do anything, um, without, uh, without getting in my workouts. Um, so just trying to find some balance in there. Um, I think it's, uh, like I said, it's just such a like hard line because the reality of it is, is that if I want to be competing at the high level, I do need to be doing everything, you know, doing all that. Um, and so there is a, you know, fine line of like, there is a little bit of an obsession, um, But, you know, like it was a, it was an eye opener when, like, when I couldn't stop, like when I, when it was like, okay, like I want to take a break. I want to, um, like, I want to get pregnant and it was like, okay, like tone down your training, 
chill out a little bit. And I was like, no, like I'm not willing. I, I, yeah. I can't. Like the trains is going on and you can't <laughs> jump off. Yeah. yeah. How was pregnancy for you with that? Because I know, you know, obviously there's, you're limited. I mean, your body's going to, even yeah. if you're super pregnant person, you're still limited comparatively to what you did before. Like, how is that, how was that for you? And, and I guess also postpartum because it's almost more difficult in some ways for people because you don't have the pregnancy as like your, I don't want to say excuse, but kind of totally. like, okay, I'm no longer growing a baby, <laughs> a human. I had like a great pregnancy. Um, I like worked out the entire pregnancy. Um, and I, yeah, limited my stuff. Um, but I really just, uh, kind of made like a commitment to myself that like, I'm going to move every day. Um, but that was like that shift for me was that I was like, okay, the deal is you're not going to be doing intensity anymore. Like for this time period, like intensity is low. So you can actually afford to do something every single day. Whereas like when I'm competing, you know, you gotta be like careful about like, you got to take the rest days because right. you're going 110% on majority of the days. So like yeah. the rest days are so important. Whereas I got to where I was like, okay, I, I can just keep, like I can do a 30 minute chill bike. I could do that every single day. If that's all that's going to happen, like mm-hmm. that might be all that happens. Um, so I made that like kind of commitment to myself. Um, and then I did that in, uh, and then I did a lot of street parking um, and a lot of, I like got into, you know, a lot of different stuff. So I enjoyed the creativity that I got to have mm. with dumbbells and um, it was during COVID. So I did all our like Zoom workouts. Um, and like I said, I was very, very lucky because I wasn't super limited. Um, I still could like jump and run. <sighs> and, um, that kind of stuff. So, um, it was more of like the postpartum that was a struggle for me and then turning it. Right. So then like postpartum, um, I was like, okay, well now we're in this routine of like, we just work out every single day and like, right. Well, now you got to take a rest day. <laughs> so then I like struggled to get uh, out of that routine of like every day I do something. Well, now I got to like try and take a rest day and Um, you know, I tried to like get right back into it and my body said no. Um, the first like walk that we tried to take, um, my body was like, we're not ready. And I was, I was like, okay, we're not ready. We're not ready at all. Um, this doesn't feel good to me. Um, so I took like some more time off. Um, and I postpartum, I really, really, um, believe that, like I walked a lot. So I just walked with, um, with Charlotte a lot. I would walk, like I started at like, okay, I'm going to start walking. I'll walk a mile, I'll walk two miles. And I got to like, I'd walk like three miles just pushing her. Um, and I feel like that helped me get my cardio back, like yeah. just the walking. Um, so yeah. I'm just like such a firm, like a huge believer in walking. Um, and, you know, the benefits of that. And then I, uh, I guess I, I'm, you know, like two and a half month or two and a half years postpartum. Right. But mm-hmm. I still don't feel like my strength has really come back. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, yeah. trying to build some strength back. That was always the, uh, hardest thing for me. So, um, Yeah. Slightly out of left field question, but we were Kay and I were just talking about it. Actually, we just did a well. We tested the dose workout for the upcoming week today, and it's just cardio. There's a cool little thing on it, cool little take on it. And Kay was saying how like there's this sense of unsatisfaction sometimes with cardio. Well, why don't why don't you speak? No, we were, we, so Monday, to give you a little background, Monday we did Murph out at the ranch and what turned, started as like a, 
oh, we're going to do like a team or if became for me very competitive trying to beat, you know, Dave and Julian <laughs> and wearing a weight vest. And you I were said, actually thinking about that? Well, I was like, we can, we can get out on the run before them. Oh my gosh. Anyway, for. No wonder why I'm crushed. So we came home, then we got on a red eye. So like Tuesday was extremely rough. I mean, we were sore. Dave Castro was like, probably not moving like he he texted me he's like i'm paralyzed like it, it was bad <laughs> um and so tuesday we did kind of like just like move do a little cardio i didn't even like i'm very i relate to what you know to kind of your mm-hmm. story so for me to like not have like a watch or a phone on my run is like well how will i know like how far i went you know but i left it in the car just kind of whatever so tuesday was sort of a whatever, cardio day. Yesterday we did TFS. I mean, the first squat was It took me seven bad. seconds to do one thruster at 25 pounds. I was like, this is, you know, like the world's slowest muscle up? Yeah. It, it felt like the world's slowest thruster. So today I was like, I'm going to do strength. Like I can, I'm not doing cardio again. Like, like, of course you can't do cardio again. I just did cardio and that's unsatisfying. Like that was the place I was at. And Bill's like, okay, well, I can't move, so I'm going to do cardio. And as it turned out, a little test proved that, like, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do strength. Yeah. So we were talking about it, and I was like, um, yeah, there's, like, that feeling of, like, unsexy or unepic or it's like, yeah, it's just cardio. But at the same time, for the workout that's coming up, like, there were some – it was like, it's like going a little bit easier and going harder. And it's like, well, if you want to go, like, then go faster on the bike, like when there is some intensity. Um, so it is kind of this interesting thing also with intensity that it gives you this immediate little like thing. Um, but I trained for an Ironman and I did only endurance training for like five straight months, like only endurance. I mean, I won't even say it was like strength once a week. It was like core and not anything we would all consider strength. And I'm telling you, my aerob- like my base was like significantly improved from that. And that was like zone two, like barely any intensity. Um, so it is kind of funny that that gets a little bit punted. Um, but it can be like, well, it doesn't have the same, like that sexy factor, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't get me like that, like high yes. that, I, that I like. Yes. That's where I was kind of going with this. So like hearing you say that strength has perhaps always been a part of your athletic profile that needs to be, you know, elevated or whatever, you're not, whatever, but also kind of hearing that, okay, grueling Metcons, hard Metcons, right? Intensity probably where you thrive more there's that high component to it how do you manage the pieces of your athletic pie that might not be as rewarding or satisfying but are obviously important and from an athlete from a competitor standpoint necessary if you're going to you know get to maintain excel at the highest mm-hmm. levels. Yeah, I um well, I mean, I guess the first thing that I think about is like I found a program um or a way to lift that um gives me that competitive um like drive, it gives me that like little um kind of gives me like little nuggets every time. So, um, in 2015, 2016, it must've been, uh, after the, my first year at the games, we were like, I got to get stronger. Um, mm-hmm. so Chris McDonald is my coach and, um, and he was like, well, let's, let's start doing the conjugate method. Um, yeah. and so he introduced me to that. I, um, I don't know. Like I, I fell in love with it at that point. Um, mm-hmm. I was always like, Oh, I'm gonna, this is what I'm going to do when I am done crossfitting. Like I'm going to power lift. 
this mm-hmm. is so mm. fun. It was giving me like, you're always changing it up. We're always doing a different one rep max. You're always getting mm-hmm. to see a little tiny PR for one thing or whatever. Um, yeah. It's challenging me to be faster, 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 jump higher. Um, and uh, there's always just like a little like nugget for me to like get to. Um, mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, I got like away from it when I um, like after pregnancy and stuff. And mm. so then I had like these like two years of being away from it. Um, and then after uh, – after this year's open, I said to Chris, I like, I don't deserve <laughs> at this point in my life. I don't deserve to go to go back to the games at my strength level. Like my compared to my peers, my strength is not where it needs to be. Um, and, and I was doing that. I was, um, I was prioritizing cardio endurance mm-hmm. Metcons mm-hmm. every day, knowing that my strength was like, Oh, I'll just, I'll just fit it in where I can fit it in. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so he just had the, you know, hard conversation of like, uh, if you want to be stronger, you have to prioritize your strength. Um, and I said, okay, it's, I, I need to do something different. I didn't Mm -hmm. like that. I wasn't strong. Um, and so I agreed to prioritize that strength. Um, so now I do uh, all of my strength first. And then if I have time and I want to, I can do the Metcon or the conditioning or whatever afterwards. Um, and, and I came back to conjugate and I was like, you know, oh, this, this is what I would like, I enjoyed, I enjoy this. Um, we're also like, we, we got this new, um, I guess it's in like a machine, but it tracks your velocity. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like I'll do uh, dynamic days and I have a number that's telling me exactly how fast I'm going. And I just try and beat it every time. I'm like, <laughs> beat it, beat it. And that's giving me that like challenge that like mm-hmm. that's allowing me to get like that um, high back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just cool. found a way to do it um, with the things that I don't really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've obviously kind of to transition. You've been doing. You were like one of the first people that signed up. For the dose, you were an early adopter. Yeah, how did Arlene? that come about? Yeah, I mean, you were with street parking, uh-huh. and then I don't know, maybe you were just like on our radar from something we did with them. Like, what was that process like for you? Because obviously, you have a lot. You know, it's funny as like a high level athlete, you are up and you're doing this training, and you're back to like a little bit more specific stuff. Like, okay, your goal of strength training again, and it's funny that one of the hurdles I think with some, the average CrossFitter will say that with like the dose is, but like, what about how am I going to like fit it in? You know, like, and, and some of that's because maybe they don't know the workouts or whatnot, but this like feeling like it's taking away versus like adding. Um, so obviously you have a training program. Like how did you find the dose? What kind of sparked your interest in that? And like, how do you kind of work it into your actual program? Um, so I think, I don't know how I've found, um, the dose. Like, I think that like, I can't remember if you, if it was before or after you guys came out to street parking and one of my coaches, um, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. works for street parking. So she participated in the hill yes. and she came back and she told me about it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is right up my alley. Like she told me about it and like, she told me about, um, the like last run and I was like, Oh my God, goosebump. Like, Oh my gosh. And I, um, and so I, I, I don't know. I think I started like, I think we emailed because yeah. Yep. And then I said, why don't you start with this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, cool. um, 
So yeah, I was like, okay, I want to do this. Um, this is like right up my alley. I, um, I'm a like huge believer in therapy and, um, mind, anything mindset, like I want in. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I, um, was like, cool. Yep. I'm going to do this. Uh, and, um, you know, starting, I was like able to like grab like a few people. They like come in and like do it with me. And, mm-hmm. um, and then it got to like where then I was like doing them by myself. And, um, and I think there's like a, you know, a benefit for both. Um, mm-hmm. but I, you know, signed up was like, this is a great deal. Um, and I was like, if I, uh, we'll, we'll just see where it goes. Right. Like if I like it, um, then I like promote it to more people. And like, and if, if not, I'm not really lost out anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just knew I'd, I knew I'd like it. So, um, so yeah. And, and also like with that, I, so, you know, talking about the demo team stuff, like that's where I like remember you guys from. And I was like, I know that I want to get in, (laughs) like, I want to do what they're doing because like, this is, I'm like, this is going to be like really good. Um, I don't know. I was just, I like was overhearing like some of the conversations that you were having and I, and they Mm -hmm. stuck like in terms of like, I was intrigued. Um, so, so yeah. And so now, um, I just try and like, depending on what the workout is, um, I just try and fit it in, um, where, where I have free time or like yesterday I was like, um, I want to get this workout in before I talk to them. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I try and, uh, do it wherever it seems to align with my programming. And then if it doesn't, align or like, I don't have time. Like that's kind of like, I sent, um, Bill a message and I was like, where, but, but the workouts are gone. I can't like repeat it. And he was like, that's the point. That's a point. <laughs> so, so like learning that like, it's okay yeah. to not do a week. Like if yes. it doesn't yeah. fit in and it doesn't align, I don't need to stress and like try and do like three in a day, yeah. um, and try and like bang it all in. Cause I, I think yeah. like one of my, um, one of my big things is that like, I, oh, a lot of times I want to make these experiences, whether it's this or like something in like my recovery or whatever, and you know, a therapy session, I need like the golden nugget. Like I want like to be like healed in one, you know, I need to be saved in one experience and I need to completely be remodeled from, you know, everything. And so I'm seeking that. So I'm like, what am I supposed to feel? What am I supposed to like get from this? And like, how can I get the best thing? And, um, so, uh, you know, allowing myself to just do it and like not make up and not try and force something. Um, you know, I kind of responded to the your Instagram about like that I thought I was gonna get one thing out of the workout and mm-hmm. um and that was not what I really got. Um so it's uh it's been a challenge for me for sure to like just let it let you know things sit and just uh just try and do and not like overthink it and overanalyze it. Um, and take what I can. And there might be like days where like I, nothing comes on that day, but like eventually maybe something will come up and be like, Oh, so. Has there been a workout that's been kind of more impactful or memorable or beneficial? Um, cause you, you know, yeah, you were like one of the originals. Um, so having done, most of them, all of them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Which one kind of rises to the surface for you? Um, I think that like the first, uh, the fire plunge, obviously, because it was yeah. like my first real experience. Right. Um, and then uh, like yesterday, um, 
TFS, like I was crying. Um, so afterwards. And so like those ones like that, like that I, and, and the rest of the day too, I was in a pretty big funk. Like I was just like processing, processing, processing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was very, that for me, like that's impactful. Like the fact that I like held on to that, um, all day, uh, was, you know, obviously really impactful for me. Um, it's cool that like that one was one that, like you said, you kind of like let go a little bit and just let whatever come, come, which is like, you know, we talk about this reorienting kind of your, you're just like shifting your focus a little bit to like what might come up. Like, it's a funny thing because you're not holding on to this like thought, but you're just allowing yourself to like look in that direction more than maybe if it was just like, Hey, we're doing this complex and it's for time. And you're like, yeah, that's it. You're looking in a different direction. It's not bad. It's just our intention is to like turn the head a little bit. Um, and that's really cool that, uh, you know, to have that experience of just like being open and that's a practice I think as well, like just mm-hmm. being open and letting whatever comes come. And that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I do try like it, it's something that I'm really working on of being like open to what comes because I do want to like, I do like a lot of control and I want to like, yeah. Yeah. no, I think that like, this is what I need to work on. And, like really it's probably not. Um, so. So you have a big event coming up. You're mm-hmm. doing the Tasha's Big Fish fundraiser. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, it's a 30 hour, 24, 48, 30, 30, 30, 30, right? 30. Yep. 30 hour kind of exploration into all things, what happens within, what happens between, all of that. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. Um, so I did it two years ago um, and I didn't really like know what to expect. Um, I, uh, it was, it was hard. Um, so we're just trying to, he brings out, um, five athletes and then five veterans, um, to, uh, kind of like team up. So we teamed up with the veterans. Um, and then we like every three hours we switched. So we got to like work with everyone. Um, And yeah, I was, I was like nine months postpartum. So I was at that event, um, pumping in the middle, in the, in the 30 hours, like on the machine, on the bike pumping. Oh my gosh. Um, it was pretty cool because like a lot of the, uh, like guys that, um, were there participating were like, it showed them like, this is what, like, this is what we do. Like, this is. This is what yeah, this yeah. is how badass women are, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, so it was cool. Like a lot of, um, like James Hobart was like, the one thing I remember about that event was like <laughs> Carlene was pumping. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. So went two years ago and then wasn't able to go last year um, because I wanted to go back to the games and I uh, just want to put my focus there. And um, so. Um, going back this year, I don't know. We don't know really what it's going to be. Um, I, uh, I think there's going to be some like shooting. Um, there's going to be some pull-ups, I think. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, it'll be, and I think that as the workout or as the event goes on, he's going to reveal more to us is what it sounds like. Um, but yeah, it's all to raise money for, um, veterans and doing like things outside of, um, basically outside, like doing like, um, fitness stuff, like fishing trips, like different explorations for veterans also is what the big fish foundation raises money for. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, the cool thing about it is that he puts, um, 
like points to it. So we're mm-hmm. competing. Right. We're just there for a fundraiser, but we're competing because <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is yeah. going to, right? Like that's going to get me to like get the most out of it. And the first time we went, I, um, I was like, oh, I, this is enough. I'm done. I've done enough. Mm-hmm. I made it mm-hmm. here. Like I'm just participating. Um, and I walked away from it, from it, um, wanting more, like knowing mm-hmm. that I settled when I didn't need to. Um, so that was kind of the mindset that I took from that was like, I don't want to settle. And I found Mm. like, I came back home and I found that like, I settle a lot. Like I'm on the assault bike and I'm like, this is good enough. I went, Mm. I went hard enough. Like this is, and I have more. Um, so I went and did a 72 hour row with them. Um, and And that was like, okay, last time I settled, I settled and I'm not going to settle. It took like 36 hours in and I like looked over like at Tosh and I was like, it's, this is hard. This is hard. He was like, isn't it cool to know that like it took us 36 hours to start getting to the point where now we're going to start learning about Mm -hmm. ourselves. So like took Mm -hmm. me 36 hours to like get to that breaking point yeah yeah um, where I had to like start leaning on other people mm-hmm. so that's the cool thing about um this event is that uh it forces us to lean on other people and to ask for help um, yeah that's great because we're not going to be able to do it alone um yeah. and that's like something that's important like that I take in my life like that's my recovery too sure I don't yeah, of course I don't do it alone at all. Um, when you did that, you did a row because I know you asked, there was some, was that the 72 hour one? Cause you asked no. Bill, like, do you have any like nuggets? And I think, what was that? What was your, was that that row? No. So, um, so I, I'm doing the annual madness and, okay. um, yes. and so, uh, I missed a workout and the buy back in is a 50 K row. Right. Um, so I had to do 50K row. Um, and the reason it's 50K, I'm assuming, is because that's when the rower turns off. Right. Um, so I was like, hey, how can I kind of do this and get something out of it rather than just right. 50K row? Right, right. So, you know, do, from doing like the 30 hour event, um, I did a little, like the first one that I did, I did a little bit of like a 24 hour training. We did like some practice. We did like mm-hmm. 10 minutes every hour on the hour, mm-hmm. um, for 24 hours. We did like a run, uh, Cindy and like something else. I can't remember what else. But. Yeah. Yeah. So I've done a couple of those now and, uh, yeah. And I wanted something different, you know? Yeah. And my original plan was like, cool, I'm going to get it done in like five hours. I'm going to go 50 minutes on, 10 minutes off. And then I asked for advice. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get the answer that I wanted. <laughs> what, what exactly did Bill, what was Bill's advice? I've been in that boat many times, Carlene, actually, he where said, it's like, that's not said, actually uh, Yeah, he said 10 hours. 10 hours. Um, what did I end up doing? I did 5k every hour on the hour for 10 hours. Um, and I was like, man, that was not what I wanted, but I'm not going to ask for advice and not take it because that's Mm -hmm. why I should do it. Um, so yeah, I ended up doing that and, uh, at actually, Oh, and, and every hour I had to set an intention. I had to set an intention for that hour of something that I was um, grateful for in my life. Yeah. Um, and so I made a little board and that was, that was really cool. It was really uh-huh. like powerful um, mm-hmm. to uh, be able to like, you know, acknowledge uh, those things in my life. Um, yeah. yeah. It's so really it, cool to have that experience where like to your point, like, so you rode 50 K and you had like a celebration of, 10 things and walked away with that. Whereas, um, 
Yeah. And not every workout obviously is that, but you can make, like, that's one of the things, like making meaning of suffering. Like it doesn't just have to be suffering. Like you can suffer, but also be like, wow, I, I like had a positive experience of something beyond the physical. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like kind of to the point that there's so many different ways of exploring this stuff, you know, and we're limited only to maybe our creative extents, but also I think when we talk about what we're trying to do, which is like really kind of bringing, we, we have like this analogy that it's like, we're, we're, we're taking the Trojan horse approach to mental health in that the, the Trojan horse is the workout, the actual, like, you know, whatever structure is the, is, is a workout, but inside of the workout, the real essence of it, the real purpose of it, the intent of it primarily is a mental health mindset, therapeutic concept. Obviously it's not a therapeutic relationship, but it can facilitate a therapeutic or a healing relationship with self, which is obviously super empowering and self-empowering. And I think that like your point about like every, you know, you want like the one big experience like that. Mm -hmm. Like I, I resonate with that big time because yeah, they're powerful. They're, they're incredible, you know, but they're also likely more rare Right. And they're fleeting. A and, they're, bit. And, and they are fleeting, yeah. you know, and we've all had like big major experiences. Where we're like, this is going to change my life and we're going to forget it. And, you know, the tide goes in and the tide goes out, um, regardless of how big the wave that just crashed was. And, you know, that's where like having a deliberate practice where it, the intention is a more inward focus, a sort of mental health therapy mindset, self-leadership, whatever we want to call it, in a, a relationship with ourselves. And, oh, by the way, we can do it doing things that we, like, enjoy and we get fulfillment and satisfaction out of and, and everything like that. Yeah. I think I think that's really cool. And, you know, obviously to have folks like you who are not only on the path of wanting to be better, you know, just as a human being, like as a mom, as a woman, as a wife, as a business owner, as a friend, as a like daughter, as all these different things. It's just really cool to know like, oh, there's others. And it's a shoulder to shoulder kind of thing. That's really, that's really special. Yeah. It's been um, like super helpful to like, for me to have like some guidance in like being able to, um, you know, like, find that like uh, intention for um, mm -hmm. certain workouts and to just kind of like, I don't know, it's just like, it allows me to like, um, like being a part of the dose, like allows me to like hear others perspective too. Right. Um, that's super helpful because it brought up more. Like I was like, Oh yeah, I did experience that also. I just mm -hmm. didn't realize I experienced it. Like, Oh my gosh, that was mm -hmm. my experience too. But it didn't, it didn't come out. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. been super helpful. I think yeah. also people in a position of leadership, like you're the owner of your affiliate, like there, there's sometimes when you're in that role as leader, um, obviously you have someone programming for you for your, um, you know, training, but it's nice to like, just be part of something mm -hmm. yeah. like to be part of, a community that's not like you're in charge and you know it's kind of cool like that's where us together has been nice because we'll most of the work I mean Bill's the genius behind all the dose stuff but even like having a little back and forth is always like oh that's cool like you have something shared versus just like the pressure of being kind of isolated and um, right. on your own so and like you said, some of it's like for better or for worse. Sometimes the answer you get or the workout or you're like, ugh, like I definitely <laughs> don't want to do this. But that's kind of a little nudge to like, okay, I guess I. Yeah. But I mean, but I get should. that too. I didn't, I didn't want to do DFS yesterday. Yeah, Bill was not thrilled about my suggestion. And um, there was not a lot of ventilation in the room and Bill is a sweater. So I was definitely concerned that he was going to end up in like a split. The, the, we had to mop. 
we literally had to mop after the workout. So, well, but you need a taste of your own. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes. But that's, yeah. I think that's the thing. Like when, and I, I just, I posted in our Facebook group about it before, but where like this one, this experience for me, this, I've done TFS multiple times, different ways um, over the years, but this one hit deeper. And I do think it's in part because of the group we have going now. And I re- I receive when everybody gives, and and, right. and it is a you know, it is a beautiful thing. Like that's an, like I was doing this, um, I was doing this this trauma or a therapeutic intervention trauma training, and it was like a five day, super intense. Like those days were long, and like a lot of learning. I love learning. And a Bill lot of lived application. in the corner of our living room in the chair. Like, just that was it for five days. <laughs> we like, well, I was in my house, but either way. Um, but you know, she, the the woman who founded this, who's just a genius. She was talking about gratitude and how, like, <sighs> gratitude we can oftentimes turn into like maybe a transactional thing. Like, hey, list out your three like things, and like that, that's wonderful. Like, that's not the like nag on that but gratitude between people when someone ex- acknowledges or or offers a bit of gratitude towards you like for example like carlene we are i am honored and excited that you are part of the dose part of between the ears what you share is super insightful it's different from my own experience and different experiences always teach me like oh, right on and I'm like really grateful for that that we get to share in this thing with it. There's the reception of gratitude as well. And yeah. like it's almost like you throw it out there and if it's not like if if you don't receive the gratitude or if you're to say, Oh, that was really helpful, thank you. And it's like, ah, oh, no big deal. And you like swipe it away and like swat it away. There's a there's a offering and a reception to gratitude and in the therapeutic context this deals with like attachment trauma and like some really heavy stuff sometimes that dyad the therapist client that patient human whatever the human to human interaction like as a therapist like you better fucking receive that because that that's what you need that person needs you to receive that gratitude because it means something when you offer a thank you or a bit of gratitude and you know, so anyway, I think that like part of why I had a powerful experience yesterday was because of constantly receiving personally from the group. Yeah, like it's like our thing and give those each week, but like, but there's there's a reception to that as well. And I do think that that is like such an important part, especially for people who, yes, like yourself, who are in the load of responsibility is up there with everything, you know, you've got and managing and it's a wonderful way to experience and live life. But there is a, there is a toll, there's a burden to that. And it doesn't mean negative or positive, just that there's a heaviness to that. And to the extent we can receive these things, uh, you know, from others is, is I think really, really important. So I need to, I try to live that as well with, Okay, like if she's like, come on, let's do it. It's like, you know, knowing when to draw the line between like, no, you're like crazy, um, <laughs> or I'm just being weak, you know. <laughs> so yeah, the community piece is yeah. just so powerful. Um, yeah, but we will for sure share your link because you are doing fundraising, and that's obviously like a huge part of it. And um, obviously, yeah. so, so with the fundraising, um, what he's doing this year is. is uh, putting points on the line for my fundraising. So however many, however much money I raise gives me extra points and I'm going up against Brista Mayfield and she is, has won every year. So you need some points. I need all the points I can get. (laughs) Let's assemble. Let's, let's assemble. Well, we will definitely share that link. Um, You can send it to us so we can. How many points are possible? fundraising uh, like is it is it endless is it like a just a relation a ratio it's any it's any amount so for every thousand dollars i raise i get one percent more points 
Okay. So if I raise cool. $5,000, I'll get 5% more. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Let's get. Let's we get do that. have faith in your physical abilities, but we will also help <laughs> with your points. So not to say that we don't believe in you. I mean, like after yeah. you know a certain amount of hours, like the physical ability is just. Yeah, that kind of it becomes an equalizer. So. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. Um, well, thank you for for chatting, and even though that was an example, it was a genuine thank you and gratitude yeah, for wasn't having you. Yeah, it was contrived. It was truly, it was yeah, real. Just yeah, in, our, in our group and part of this, and yeah. we do get so much um, value from what you share, and we hope you keep it up. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Anything, yeah. Anything else? Uh, uh, handles, social media stuff, and you want to do that? Um, I'm Team Carlene on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so, cool. cool. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Carlene. And uh, yeah, we'll, we look forward to hopefully having the, the BTE community contribute. And um, it's certainly a cool thing. Obviously, we know Tosh and, and all of that. So, uh, when is it, by the way? Uh, June 9th through the 12th. Oh, right. so, so we got to get up. going. All right. We got to get right. good. This so, will go up soon and we'll stop rally. listening to this. Go over to the link. <laughs> Throw Carlene some some financial some love and um, and check her out and, and follow along. Thank you. All right.